Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Suttle, and I'm here with Dr. K, and here's another episode of Holistic Highlights. And first, thank you so much for being here with me. I think this is our fourth week in a row um, being on and talking about really any any questions fair game you can ask anything yeah. you like but we're starting with the vaccine controversy and this is such a hot topic and also oh, not just because of vaccines like for kids and things like that but eventually um there well maybe eventually if i understand rna viruses it might not be as eventually as people think but when there is a, a vaccine for covid like what is all entailed with that is it a good idea not a good idea can it be mandated all kinds of juicy controversial stuff around this topic yeah so uh, I am, I'm going to state right now that, that I'm not a virologist. I am just simply a doctor and I'm going to share, you know, the information that does come to me through my communities, through what I know as basics. And I think that's a good place to start because I'm finding some, some folks don't understand that there's a difference between, there's, there's a big category called microbes. So there's virus, there's bacteria, there's uh, fungus, there's parasites. These are all different categories, guys. So they all function differently. They're all handled differently by medications. So you can't use an antibiotic for a virus, that their mechanisms of action are different. Bacteria have a different mechanism of action. Fungus have a different mechanism of action. Parasites have a different mechanism of action of what they do inside the body. So obviously we're just gonna focus on the viruses today. But viruses, typically, they need a host. They're really, they're not alive. They are, um, they're kind of combinations of organic compounds that need a host, and they jump from host to host. So they're, they're a combination of a protein, um, strands of RNA or DNA, and um, they just, it's a genome of genetic information, pretty much. And they're usually single-stranded. Um, but they need to get inside a host. And they, like we talked about, I think, maybe our first session, they they get into the body and I, I laugh at it and pretty much say they, they, they're like kids, they come in, they use your furniture, they eat up all your food and they leave your body trashed. They go, they go on and they mutate constantly at a very rapid rate. So there's actually 36 different type of uh, coronaviruses that they've identified and there's probably more we are not catching up with this as fast as, as we can. So the thing is constant mutating. There's a proposed really that, you know, New York is having a lot of difficulty and there might very well be a different strain in New York that's more virulent than here in Ohio, than in Michigan, than in other states. So the thing is constantly mutating, changing, and it basically gets into the cell, it hijacks it, and it starts, um, the height of the cell doesn't often know, grabs it and it starts to use up its protein and kind of hangs out. And so, and then it replicates at a, once it gets into the cell, it replicates at a very fast rate. By itself, it, like hanging out on a door handle, it kind of can't do much. So it needs you. <laughs> uh, it needs people, it needs some sort of host, whatever it is. You know, it reminds me of, survive. have you ever seen the movie, The Matrix? Yes. That one scene where he describes the human race as a virus that it just consumes and consumes until it's done every natural resource and then it spreads to the next area. That's exactly right. It needs you. It cannot, it is not self-sufficient. So it can't, it can't do much on its own versus bacteria that, um, you know, there's good and bad bacteria. And we have to also understand that we are inhaling 
thousands of different viruses daily. We are we live symbiotically with bacteria, with viruses, with parasites, all these different categories. And most of the time, are, we live symbiotically. We can control these things, but in these types of cases, we can't. But you know, there's good bacteria, bad bacteria, um, and they are a hundred times larger, actually, than viruses. Viruses are teeny, teeny, tiny. That even if bacteria had glasses, they probably couldn't even see them. That's how small they are. But they just spread like wildfire. They're nasty little things, you know. And so bacteria are also single-stranded, but they do have chromosomes, and they do kind of. They lack a nucleus, but they they can, they are much more self-sufficient. As well as fungus, they are more self-sufficient. They produce spores. So all these things do different things in the body. And I want folks to understand that not only do you have viruses in your body, you have bacteria, you have fungi, and that you know you have parasites. It's when these things get out of control, or and it starts pulling down your immune system because your immune system is miraculous. It's amazing. It is controlling all these things at all times. You know. Um, but I just want, I want to like bring things back to very, very basic because I have had some patients that say, well, as soon as they come up with a medication that kills this virus, I'm going to, you know, and put that in my body, then we're going to fix this. That's not the way it works. Well, and that's one of the things <laughs> I was talking to my wife about the other day. It's like, well, I thought about the common cold, like the common cold has been around how long and there's no vaccine or prevention for the common cold. And is this one of those viruses that changes so fast that even if you were to make a vaccine because there's so many strains, is it effective? Correct. Yeah, no, no. that's just my. Yeah, I, I think it's an RNA virus. I, I don't know what that means. So you could probably tell us more uh, about that part of it. But well, RNA, RNA and this. DNA. But yeah, this the, they're still trying. They're actually still trying to figure it out. They don't they even don't, know yet. Yeah, they don't even know. Um, but they are manufacturing vaccines that they're not sure yet how they're going to gear it towards RNA or DNA injection. Um, but. I guess maybe from here to now that we have a little bit of the basics, um, heading into is is there like a specific question that anybody had? You said on a previous episode or a, a, well, a, a an oh, area. Oh, I gotta remember too. Well, Magic Mike is on. I see him with his little unicorn, and it was uh, he he was blowing up our chat with all kinds of stuff about vaccines, and I don't remember all the questions. I'm just like, well, maybe we can have a topic. So, Magic Mike, if you had a specific question or a place you'd like us to kind of navigate this conversation to, uh, please. Uh, type it. Hopefully you're not driving right now because I know he does. Oh, he, he's bringing up SARS. I'm not sure. If, um, was there a vaccine for SARS perhaps when there was that big breakout a couple years ago in that pandemic? Yeah, I think they were trying to manufacture that, but this is this is a, how should I state it, an outbranch from SARS. This is the, the, like the COVID-19 has a different name, but it is hooked into SARS. So they're kind of the same virus, but mutated. So this is also the challenge. They don't know what exactly they're testing for when they do the antibody tests, because are you, you know, we've all, it's been a long time since SARS. So this has kind of come through like a wave and how many of us have gotten infected with that? So what, what they can't quite grab is are, when you do an antibody test, are you, are you positive for the antibody for SARS? Or are you positive for the antibody for COVID-19? It's unknown, and Dr. Chepenny oh. explains that very well. No, uh, Mike was bringing up that the SARS vaccine, that one of the side effects was uh, potentially uh, life-threatening. And oh, so, so, that, yeah. so I, I guess to have the conversation, like, so say, let's pretend that the vaccine was available tomorrow, uh, that for COVID or whatnot, does the risk of taking a vaccine 
outweigh, granted it's everybody's choice, does it make sense yeah. for you and that type of thing, but um, what are the risks of a vaccine versus the possible potential benefits? It depends on what they're gonna put in the vaccine. So the vaccine has to be preserved somehow. Uh, a lot of times they put E. coli in there. Aluminum is one of the biggest things they put in vaccines. So, and aluminum does cross the blood brain barrier. There's very few things that can get into the brain. The brain protects itself with the blood vessels. You know, we all have veins, arteries that all go up and that's how the blood flows through the body. But the brain really protects itself. There's very few things that can pass through what we call the blood brain barrier. And that's a uh, conjugation of um, arteries, veins that allow blood flow into the brain. So they're very protective. Um, Aluminum is one of those things that can cross. Fluoride is one of those things that can cross. That's something like deodorant, isn't it? That's a common ingredient in uh, deodorant, I believe. Yeah, I tell people stop using deodorant. Well, there's ones about that too, but like Trader Joe's has one uh, that has like no aluminum something. Yeah, there's lots out there. There's the crystal, there's Tom's there. I mean, obviously they're going to have a few more other chemicals, but at least you're not using the aluminum. But I know aluminum is definitely one of those things that they put in vaccines. E. coli, which is... Uh, another bacteria is put into the vaccine to hold it because you are taking the virus and there's a lot of controversy on this too now. Um, and she kind of just, you know, discusses this as well. They don't know what they're going to put in there. Are they going to put the live virus in there? Are they going to put the, typically they put the virus in there that's diluted uh, in a very minuscule amount. And then that's injected into the body with the proposal that it is going to help the body build antibodies. So again, it comes back down to the immune system. If your immune system is strong and you can build up your body, you have a much greater chance of dealing with any virus with minimal to no side effects. So I don't know what's gonna be in the vaccine. I don't have the answer to that. I think very few people do, but are there going to be risks? You, absolutely, because number one of the uncertainty, we don't know what's going, what they're gonna, they're pushing this very, very quickly. And she discusses uh, an act that now has been instituted and it falls into play because of, of an emergent situation. There's, there's an act that you can use with the law. If there's an emergent situation, it bypasses all the regular laws and you can do whatever the heck you want because it is deemed you're trying to get the person healthy. So they can do whatever they want, basically, right now. So and you keep referring to Shia. Are you referring to like the video that you sent me? Yes. Okay, link. I'm going to post that right now, guys. Uh, so, like, uh, of course, don't watch it while you're watching us because that's just weird. It's but. an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour long. Uh, but this is a, a, a video for Dr. Tenpenny, and she is a medical doctor who opened up a uh, integrative health center here in the Cleveland area. I'm not sure which uh, corner of the world you might be watching in, uh, but she uh, has over 10,000 hours of research in on things, so she's considered an expert. Yeah. And uh, yep. there's a lot of really good information if you want to take a look at that. And the one thing, when it comes to the preservatives and things, I remember, I won't mention the hospital's name, but there's a big hospital here in Cleveland, a couple of them actually. And one of the doctors had gotten a, I think their, their annual flu shot and had specifically asked for the one that didn't have the preservatives. So I guess you, you're able to ask, or some, some might come one way and the other way, and they gave him the wrong one or something, and he actually got sick, and he, he kind of had a little rant, and it was out in the newspapers, and I think since he might have been... Uh, moving on to other opportunities via his employment. <laughs> but but is there, do you have the option, like if you did have to get one, uh, is there the option to ask for one without I preservatives? I don't think they're gonna do that in this case because what they're doing now is there's a lot of um, anti-vacciners, as I will say, <laughs> hanging out right now. Um, more and more people are you know coming to the awareness she really goes in depth into the polio vaccine and, and the side effects of how it really 
hurt people. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but because she explains it so well, but um, the new term is how are we going to deal with vaccine hesitation? So in this specific virus, I don't think they're going to give you any options. There's a new category of you have options of mandatory vaccines. You can decline a vaccine, but there's a new ca category that she refers to that she hasn't even heard of. It's called impulsory. So basically, you can you can decline the vaccine, but they have the ability to override that and force you to get it. So it, there's a lot with this. Um, you know, it's going to be upcoming, but I spoke with one of my labs, LabCorp, that I use for a lot of blood testing and um, they already have an antibody test. Theirs is FDA approved. Um, I can write a script for that if somebody wants, but as I was talking to them, they've been told as early as January that there will be a vaccine, which is pretty quick. Um, so I'll discuss that a little bit too, because I think there's there might people are a little confused on what's the most accurate, um, but I will tell you off the bat, I don't think they, they don't know what they're testing for because when you pick up the, the results, are you, are you picking up the past SARS, you know, are you picking up that antibody? They, they're, we're not that far advanced because there's so many mutations. So there's the nasal swab. I'm sure you guys have heard of those. So basically they're going to, they go into your nose, deep into the pharynx, you know, pretty far in there and they, they grab that and that's, that's the first line to see if you have had an active, if you have an active infection. And um, that one is a PCR and the PCR is the most effective. So they're gonna take that material that they gather and they're gonna look for an RNA match. So they get into the lab and see if they can find an RNA match to the RNA of the COVID test. And then from here on, there's the antibody test. That's a serology test, meaning they have to get some blood from you and um, they test, in this test, they test for IgM, uh, IgG, and uh, what's the third, IgA. But it's really, it's essentially IgG and IgM, what they're looking for. And um, with the IgG, if that comes up positive, that means you have been infected somewhere in, in the past two months. And, you know, your body has either developed symptoms, not developed symptoms, but you have that. And the IgM, the other thing they're looking for, if the IgM is positive, um, then that means you've had an active infection within the within the past one to two weeks, and so if that's so they're looking for these two. I wrote myself a little note. Um, so the IgM is IgM antibody. An antibody is something that sits on top of a cell. It's kind of, kind of like you think of a cell. It's like this little flag. That's how they're they're looking for those antibodies uh, on the cells as targets, uh, and so that's the one they're looking for. The IgM. You know, if you're positive with that, that means you've been exposed, whether you have or have not had symptoms. There's a lot of at-home tests. So I also want you to know there's a lot that have not been FDA approved. I work with a handful of different companies that are pulling these tests up and some people are monopolizing on this. They're like, oh, we have a test. So you really wanna make sure you're working with a reputable company. You wanna make sure that you ask them if they are FDA approved. There are about 200 companies right now that are waiting for FDA approval. Um, LabCorp, I know, is one of the companies I work with that does have FDA approval. And so people are also asking me, well, what's going to be, what's the accuracy? I want the most accurate test. <laughs> Very difficult to have those results right now because they haven't tested enough people to know. Because if there's 26 tested. different strands of it and what the test is only covering 10 of them, then how do you, it's not really 
Yeah, it's, it's racing not the point through of this. Yeah. Racing. So there can be false positives. There can be false negatives. They don't really know what they're testing for exactly. Did you have SARS or do you have COVID-19 or do you have another strain of something in the past years? There's 36, 36 different strains. So um, that's very challenging right now for them to, to give me an accuracy, although they are proposing 95% accuracy with the antibody test. So that's as best statistics as I can give you. They just... You have to study a certain amount of people that have had a, a, an accurate positive. So I don't know, a thousand people to say this has happened, but they they don't have those enough of that criteria yet to say, hey, our test is 95% sensitive and specific. But as what I'm told, the the efficacy of it is going up and it's 85 to 95% specific. But keep I, I in didn't mind- I there were home tests. So if somebody does want to, like if they think they've been exposed or whatever and they can't get a script, like are they able to like go through you to order like a test like that? Or is that something they have to go out on their own to find? No, they can order that through me. I can. I have multiple companies I work with. I work with LabCorp. You would have to go to LabCorp to get the the blood drawn, unless you've been actively infected, like you've you know you've had or you you know you've had it within the past uh, one to two weeks. Then I have to do an in doctor um, lab draw. And New York's really tricky because I have a client in New York that wanted to get test through LabCorp, and they're like, nope, she has to go. Basically, they have to come to my office. I have to do the draw with the kit, and then. I send it off. They just don't don't want people in their laboratories. <laughs> in those, I yeah, can in understand. And I, I put your website up there. It's the IHM for um, Integrative uh, I can't, Health Management. I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry. Ohio.com. See, I covered it up. It's behind the banner, and then I could have read it. But, <laughs> but that's her website. If you want to hop on her website, if you are interested in something like that, or if you have a need, uh, she's definitely uh, there to be able to connect with you and help you out with that. And also, uh, if you go back to other episodes, like 5G-related stuff, like products that help reduce that, she has all that thing, all that too. So um, whatever you need, she probably has a referral for you if she doesn't have oh, it yeah. herself. If I don't, she's if a one I don't have shop. the answer... <laughs> I'll, I'll send you to somebody who does. Um, but yeah, there is another company that I use. They are pending FDA approval, KMBO Labs. They actually will come to your home. They have 6,000 phlebotomists across the area. So, so long as we can find somebody, I have somebody too that can come to your home. So I have resources. If you are you know, afraid to leave your home, we can we can see if we can get an arrangement. So it's okay, they- come to you. Oh, actually, I'll say what I was about to say off air because I never know who might be listening. I don't want to cause panic or anything like that. But, but so if somebody was told they need to get a test, they could also like reach out to you, or or, or they would get a script and would have to go to a testing center. Where yeah, right. Right. Okay. Cool. It's good to know that they can actually. There's resources to be sent to your home. That takes a big uh, travel part out of it for a but lot. But the at-home tests. There's a lot of tests out there, and I don't. I don't, there's one that's a little blood, you know, you just prick your finger, and you, you, you whatever, dab it on that little sheet that they give you, and then you send it off yourself. I don't know if those are really accurate. I think that, you know, the ELISA test is 95% accurate and that they do need, you know, a draw for that. So I, this is just my personal opinion. I'd rather have a, a draw. There's some other at-home tests that use like a light um, and if, you know, you run it across that it, it's either it turns positive or negative, there, there's just a lot of different tests out there. Um, but I, I think I go by the ones that are, you know, most reputable. I know LabCorp is a good company. KMBO, I think is a good company too. LabCorp has just dropped their fees. It was a hundred dollars uh, per person plus a lab draw fee, I think $7. They've dropped their fees um, to 50, I believe now through 
um, professional co-op, which I have the account that's linked. Very cool. And if someone uh, was getting that, is that something that they could use like an HSA account for or can insurance possibly yeah. reimburse that expense? Great. So if you have like yeah. an HSA account, even that part you might be able to use. And I think Mike is loving what you're saying because he's given us all kinds of hearts and unicorns. Thank you, Mike, for your contribution. If you guys have your questions, uh, feel free, please make the comments. We have uh, Dr. K on with us to answer anything that's on your mind. We don't have to talk about vaccines. It's just kind of where we started our conversation from some comments on a different stream that I do. Uh, so if you do have any questions, please, please, please ask and go back in the archive. Uh, this is, I think, our fifth episode of Holistic Highlights with Dr. K. So if there's um, other topics that you want to go back and watch, including my favorite, she hooked me up to the biofeedback machine and you got to see like how her machine works to identify stuff uh, that's going on in the body and what you can do to remedy it. It's really amazing stuff. Yeah. And there's a, a little point on that. Um, how, depending on how open you are, the device we have implanted a program in there that zaps COVID-19. So it sends the frequency to the body to actually zap the virus. And I can also, I mean, this is another way in if you're open to it. I can't see if your body resonates, meaning did you have the, the infection? The only part I'm not really clear on that I have to add, uh, ask my software folks is if I ask it, is this person what is their um, individual reaction? So an individual reaction is I basically type it in, it looks it up, and then I test I test the body to see if, if the body's resonant. If it's resonant, that means you have that condition. Um, if it's not, the number is going to be low. But does that mean this person has had this condition or this person's been ex exposed? So that I'm not really clear on. It will definitely pick up if you've had it your resonance will be high. That means the body's resonating and saying, yes, we agree, we, we've we had this. But if you've been exposed, I have to ask my my folks if it will if the resonance yeah. will also be high if you're exposed. I would think it would be lower, but for people who might, I'm a sound healer, so like resonance is one of my things. So a great example of how resonance works in my choir class back in high school, our teacher um, had us all start, she used a pitch thing and had us all start singing one note over and over again. When she finally gave us the signal to stop, you could still hear the note because the piano, that frequency in the piano had started to vibrate because we were singing that note. That's what resonance is. So if there's that frequency in the body and you and that frequency comes in and that frequency is in there, it, it, there's like this resonance that comes back from it. And that's how resonance works in a nutshell of if you're wondering what that is. So that's how it's, it's just picking up, does that frequency exist in this energy field? Yes or no? Correct. And if yes, to what degree? And the stronger the resonance, the greater the exposure typically or the greater Correct. that cord of energy is in the person. Correct. So as I work on people, if we work to get this out of the system, whatever virus we have, I I know that things are improving because I check. And if the resonance is going down, that means this is starting to work its way out. So the reactivity will be high because the person still has it in the head. They know they've had it. They may be worried about it, but the resonance number should start coming down. So that's how I know the situation is getting better. With that said, the other thing, Hank, I want to mention is the vaccine... Um, it has, it obviously has the virus in it. So another name for it, it's something called the nosode. And the nosode is the actual, it's the disease. Uh, I actually have it written down, but it's actually the disease itself. I stated it's using the diseased, uh, using diseased or disease causing tissue in dilute form to treat the patient. So um, kind of sounds like yeah, it's, it's homeopathy, but research has shown that using a 10x, 10 time diluted nosode 
can start building the antibody uh, production, you know, uh, and get your immunity building. So I do, there is a small alternative if people are open. I have something called Virex 2020 through my homeopathic folks, through my biofeedback device that actually has the no-sode in it. It's very dilute, it's irradiated, it's very safe. You have to take it for two months and theoretically you're gonna build antibodies. I have one of my other practitioners in uh, Wisconsin and she's awesome, Carol. She's been doing this for 20 years. She has a huge practice. She's a she's a she's been a nurse. She like I, we're both functioning at a very scientific level. <laughs> she has taken this religiously for two months, and she's going to be going in May to check her antibodies um, to see if. So it's a tincture. It's a small little drop that you put underneath your tongue twice a day, and it has the the virus in it because we were. I have a community that's pretty tight that that is able to actually get the virus. So if that's something somebody wants to inquire about, I'm happy to discuss if you're open to trying that method versus the vaccine. Now, question. You know, I don't know how they're going to roll out with this. I don't know if they're going to make everybody get the antibody test. And if you are you know, positive, then you have the antibodies and they're going to let you off the hook. Uh, if you're negative, you're going to be forced to get the vaccine. I'm not sure how they're going to roll this out. There's a proposed theory that they're going to they're going to mandate the vaccine. And they're, the new term is how are we going to deal with the vaccine hesitant folks. So this is what they're talking about now. I'm one of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't like and I am too. I am I am not a proponent. Yeah. It does and I want people to understand the vaccine, this is the biggest takeaway point, I think. The vaccine is not going to cure you of the virus. The virus cannot die. You will not kill it. It's impossible. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And we're all we're doing by masks and gloves is decreasing the load and flattening the curve so that everybody gets exposed in a more broad way, in a slower way, so the hospitals are not overwhelmed, theoretically. But at some point in time, this is going to spread through the, it has spread through the whole world. And everybody will get infected at some point. And so, Joe, Joe's a question, but I'll get to that in one moment because I have a question first. So when yeah. we were talking about all the different strands and things, and there might be 20 different ones, when with the tincture, if it has the virus in it, if it's only for like strand one, does that still help build antibodies for all the other potential strands, for example? Well, yeah, yeah I want to clarify that too. This is strictly for the COVID. Dr. Okay. Nelson got the, or Desiree Dubonnet, I have to refer to her that way now. Um, but got the actual strain of the COVID and diluted it one to a billion. And um, that's the only one that's in there. But it also has other things in it to help you. It has oscillium in it. It has Sambucas in it. It has um, colloidal silver, colloidal gold. So it will help. It will not only are you getting the anti, the no-sode, um, so the, the dead diluted virus, it also has additives in there to help boost your whole immune system overall. So it is helping you in all in all directions, which I think is, is really nice. Well, then a similar question, the antibodies for COVID-19, might there be any antibodies that would cross over to help with other strands or is it strictly for that one virus potentially? It's strictly for this virus. That's what's in it. That's the no-sode that's in it. And then it just has the additive factors to boost your immune system. So if you do co come in contact with a different strain, Theoretically, your body's immune system should be strong enough to grab onto those and handle them with minimal to no symptoms. Cool. Now, Joe had a question. He says he has a GB4000 Rife machine and the frequencies for nine variations of COVID. How do you feel about rifing? 
my biofeedback device also has a rife generator in it and i do have very specific codes that i use so i'm all for it i mean this is all you know you present this to somebody else who's in the science world or um, somebody on the street probably won't believe in it but i think the rife generator is very powerful I, that is built into my device as well so use anything you use anything you can because i i can tell you they don't even know Bill Gates is not a doctor. You know, these guys are they're manufacturing this as fast as they can because there's a bigger picture in play for them. You know, you don't you don't give out vaccines without I mean, they have about 100 people on clinical trials right now. So they're just starting to get a vaccine passed, like a legitimate vaccine, like if this was done the right way, five years, five years of testing to know that this is safe, that this is going to help that we've seen that people build antibodies and don't get sick again, they're not gonna allow for that time. They are pumping this out within the next six months. So ah. we don't, I have no idea. I have so no idea what's in there. This, this question, uh, there's two parts to it. Uh, Gwen is interested, I guess she's never been vaccinated. And mm -hmm. so the question really is like, well, well, like a new vaccine for COVID or whatever they're coming out with, if you've never been had any other vaccines, is there a higher risk of taking a vaccine now if you've never had a vaccine before? Does the body uh, deal with it any differently? Um, that's a very good question. I would say given the situation, this is not your this is not your average vaccine. So I think the best way to answer that is I don't know. <laughs> because especially since until it comes out, you don't know what's in it. So it's hard to speak to it because they can. And we're not going to know to because you, get, you have to understand this is not undergoing the five-year study, even medications, any medication that comes out has to undergo a 10 to 12 year study on animals, a lot of animals killed, just, just to get a medication approved that it is safe enough for humans. This is a very odd vaccine in the sense that they're just coming up with something to, to hope that it works. So it is, it is, I would say it's more dangerous than even previous vaccines because they're not undergoing the time to research it appropriately and, and really test it out. So I don't know what's going to be in it. Is it going to kill you? I don't know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that have got, I, ha I personally know of a handful of friends that went and got the flu vaccine in the past years and still got sick. I had two people that reached out to me that were sick in a different way and told me, and one works for a hospital that we, we will name unnamed, um, <laughs> but- <laughs> We got a lot of them here. He reached clear. out and he said, yeah, he, he said, ever since they forced me to get the vaccine because this hospital forces that because he's an employee there, um, he did not have a choice. Um, they forced me to get the vaccine and my stomach has not been the same since. I've been really sick, having major stomach issues. There was somebody else that, oh, one of my friends in, where does she live? Um, Chicago. She had the vaccine, uh, some sort of, I think it was an influenza vaccine last year. And she said, Adriana, I have not been that sick, in, not in a flu way. She said, I felt horrific for two and a half weeks. She's like, never again. So we don't know what's in it. We don't, I mean, we just don't know what's in it. Because it doesn't so exist yet either. So, I mean, until it's there, like they don't even have the ingredients list. But most of those things, they have it there. And they know the thing that really um, shocked, like not just the COVID vaccine, uh, but on all the vaccines, like when, when we were having our kids in the office and like reading through everything, it's like there's no, you can't even, if there is a, a, a reaction, there's like only one 
avenue you can go for any sort of remedy. It's kind of like taking the liability off uh, for vaccine companies that they understand, yeah, there could be an adverse reaction, but if you happen to have one of those things, then the liability is really uh, limited in the way yes. that they when you're agreeing to have it or whatnot there's Correct. there's actually one fund there's a fund that's like if there's a thing this is the fund that get pays out and then you have to go through that it's not like a normal um like arbitration Correct. or anything like that and there's that. no money in it right now by the way oh well that that sucks that's to hurt. so the, the uh, government has not put the money into it so that's the other thing i wanted to clarify with vaccines so backing up a little bit when i up to 1985 children i believe it's 1985 Children got about three vaccines. Now it's about 13. And aluminum in, it is in all of them. So be careful of that. Uh, and then moving forward, so yes, if, if vaccines do pass by the CDC much more quickly than a medication. So the amount of study they have to do, the CDC does not really hone in on you know the safety of it. It, it kind of gets to slide through. You only have a certain amount of time to, so say, say you get the vaccine and within three days, you or your child doesn't feel well and it's really, something's really funky and you know something happened. You only have a certain period of time that you can create a litigation against that. So say you get, say you get the vaccine and it's, I don't know, three months down the road, you're less, much less likely to be able to get any recoup off of a lawsuit. So you, they are they have much less stringent um, you know, structure against these sort of things if somebody wants to start a litigation against a vaccine. And with the new act that is in place now, um, that Dr. Tempany goes over very, very nicely, um, because this is considered an emergency situation, anything goes. So you will have to prove without a doubt that this vaccine did you harm and that the originators of it had a purposeful, you know, uh, agenda to create harm. And that's going to be really challenging to prove. Right. And I think it was 19, I'm, I'm not sure who Erin is, but thank you. I think she's saying it was from 1985, the date you were looking for. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and from ages zero to 18. And with, with any liability type of thing, from the point that it, the thing happens that causes it to when you do it, like like insurance, for example, might say, well, how do we know the damage didn't happen from that point till this point? Because there's nothing there. So like the longer you wait for anything, it decreases the likelihood of really, um, really making that connection that there's a liability. Yeah. And somebody's saying, wow, can I stop at a point with you, Dr. K, to ma uh, maintain my immune system? Sure. <laughs> I will put up, what you want to do is, um, they have, she has her website uh, right here. So it's ihmohio.com. If you go on there, there is a way you can uh, start with a consultation or just jump right in, uh, give her a call, and she can, of course, schedule something with you. Yeah, that's that's really asking. my focus. I am I am not a immunologist. I am not, you know, a virologist, but I do work a lot with boosting the immune system, working on chronic conditions that aren't resolving, and I do have homeopathics to detox people from vaccination because. I don't think vaccination came up for you, Hank, but it does come up on the device where I can see if somebody's body is overloaded with vaccinations and that's creating an issue. And then we work to try to detox some of the chemicals that were in there. Um, but vaccinations are not a guarantee. And now they're even saying we might need one round of vaccinations and then folks may need another round. So you may need a booster. And then we don't really know if you're, there's, there is no guarantee that you will not get another round of this. So just, you know, take, do your due diligence and research and, um, 
there is no guarantee that you are not going to get sick again. We may, there's the theory that Dr. Tenpenny also goes over that watch come October, there's going to be another surge of this and they're going to say, see, we told you so, Um, you know, and people are going to get all in fear again. So I think a lot of people are coming to awareness that there is a much, there's a much bigger picture on so many levels with this vaccine issue and with the virus issue. You know, there's a lot of good in it. And I'm seeing people going from fear to anger now because there's a lot of videos being posted that are, you know, against uh, Fauci and against Gates. I mean, I am not here to hate anybody because hate and anger guys will create all sorts of nonsense, symptomatic nonsense in your body. So get enough anger to say enough and I'm going to stand up for myself and then let it go and start working towards, you know, standing up for yourself and creative, creating collective groups because this this is coming to, to a surface. Um, but, you know, don't stay in anger. Don't stay in fear. That is all. It's killing your immune system, really, emotionally, because it's it's exuding a whole lot of catecholamines, you know, in the fight or flight, your adrenals are taxed. And we don't want that because that affects your immune system. So there's a whole biological process that happens in the body when people have certain thoughts. It's really fascinating. That's where I work. I work to untangle those things. And yes, I've kind of veered off into boosting the immune system at this time because, you know, a lot of people want that. They don't they don't want a vaccine. They want to be able to tackle this head on. And if they get exposed, you get minimal symptoms and or none. So and the cases they're saying, too, there's a lot of, you know, Gosh, I've, I've heard and heard, I have not personally gone on and researched because it's a challenging thing to research, but that doctors and hospitals are getting paid 13,000 per person that they per like, so when we're, we're physicians, we no longer write charts very much. We get into what's called an electronic medical record system. I'm sure when you've been to the doctor, they don't, they, they're typing away. We have to click certain boxes that we've done this, we've done this. And then we actually get a reimbursement or an extra payment for clicking certain boxes. And if we don't click the boxes, we get a penalty. So it's really fascinating. So this does not shock me in the in the least bit, but I've seen somewhere that there is a $13,000 payment per each COVID diagnosis. So the actual cases of people dying strictly from COVID, I believe Dr. Tenpenny um, posted it too. It, it was like 11,000 something of, of literally just the COVID. I want people to also understand if you have a if you have underlying issues, you're more at risk. If you have diabetes, if you have um, autoimmune disorders, if you have, you know, high blood pressure, um, heart trouble, if you have all those things and more, the virus is gonna, it's gonna get into your system and it is gonna take over your system and it's gonna let bacteria grow higher. So you're gonna get a lot of secondary infections. So what an individual actually passes away from is not always strictly just the COVID exactly. There are so many other different things, but now what I'm hearing is if somebody had pneumonia, well, they died of COVID. If somebody has stroke, well, they died of COVID. It's so they're tacking this on to make the numbers look bigger and just be aware. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of statistics coming up on against that and on it. and. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it can go in so many, so many higher levels. But I, I do believe there's a higher agenda with this. 
do I think that this virus is virulent? I can never say that. Yes, <laughs> but there's different strains. So like I said, Ohio is is much more benign than I think than, than what it's mutating to in other states. We don't know that. It's It mutates so fast, we cannot catch up. Crazy. And if you guys have um, questions, we're at about the 40 minute mark. So I'm going to say if you have questions, ask them now, or we might end up having to get to them on the next one. I saw a really, um, it was just a funny meme. It said the real res uh, origins of COVID 19, and it showed a cat in a laboratory knocking over a bottle. <laughs> it was just kind of a funny thing. And uh, did I give you my acronym for COVID? What Spirit gave me as a cool no. little thing? I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. Uh, it gave me an acronym, Create Opportunities Via Intuiting Divinity. So what if this is the Earth's way to make us all stop for just a moment and actually uh, get in touch with our higher self, our inner self? And if we were to make choices based on that, what possibilities would it make in the world? So maybe and that's the other thing, too. Thank you for bringing that up, because I get into my doctor mode and that's what I talk about because I love the science. <laughs> but. I'm also the intuitive too. So it's like, I, I tackle both ends when I see my patients because it's never just the science. There's so, I tell people, what have, what emotions are you carrying around that you're opening the door and saying, virus, come on in. Thank you, come on in, come have tea with me. Because there is a bigger picture with this too, guys. The, the planet is healing. This is part of the ascension process. And I didn't think it would hit like this. I <laughs> thought I was, everybody talks about the ascension. I'm like, yeah, I wonder how that's going to happen. You know, I know it's coming. I'm probably going to be like 75 by the time it's coming <laughs> and, and old. And this is going to go on for a while. The world's not going to be the same after this. It will. We will not be the same. I don't know that we'll ever be the same after this. Well, this my is hope is that we, we come together as a species and make a greater possibility out of it versus going backwards is my, my true hope. Yes, and we will not get this opportunity again for a long, long time. So not, this not is, till COVID-19. <laughs> hundred COVIDs later. Right? <laughs> this is a pivotal point in so many ways for people. To, I always tell people, cause it's my niche really to look at the body now and start to heal. Because if you're not healthy, you're not going to, you're going to have a tough time. So bringing the whole body energetically, physically to where you need to be your vessel that you live in. This is what you live in. You only have this one thing. So make it good. But you know, there's, you know, Italy's Lands are cleaner, you know, uh, LA's air. There was a, is a hole in the ozone there that fixed itself over one of the poles. Yeah, because and we're like, not polluting. And, and that's one of the reasons why, if you've been wondering why in the Cleveland area anyway, we get this once, like, I don't think it really happened this winter, but a lot of times we'll get this real huge thing of Arctic air for like a week or two. And the reason is because the ice caps melting, it created this hole and it pushes the pressure down further. And then there's like this area of warmth at the top and then the cold is all pushed down. Now that that thing's fixed, we hopefully won't have that anymore. So I have a little bit of warmer winters for Cleveland. Um, Aaron was just commenting that our bodies are amazing. We have the ability to heal, to listen to our hearts, know there is more here, and to stop living in fear. Very oh, well thank said. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron. That's so well said. I, I am so blessed to have undergone medical school. I can't even tell you the intricacy of the body and the miracles that happen on a daily basis to move your fingers. You know how many processes undergo, how they've studied this to detail. We have labeled every single cell microscopically. We've come up with a name. The processes in this body are just way beyond what meets the eye. And I'm so blessed to have had a cadaver lab to be able to look inside and see everything and how it works and how it's you know, arranged. And then, then we get in even deeper under the microscope and see a, a piece of tissue. And 
It's unbelievable, guys, unbelievable. Your body works so hard for you every single day. Your heart does not take a coffee break. If it did, you're gone. You know, <laughs> it's every single day, 24 seven, and we don't ever thank it. So there's so much on this time. I think the world's like, all right, shut up everybody. Sit down, be quiet and listen to what you need to be doing and stop eating garbage. And what, what fascinates me too, Hank, is like, I drive by and McDonald's lines are full. I know. I saw 20. I counted at Cracker Park. Yes. We have how many? There's like five or more Starbucks within one block, literally. Because you got like, anyway. But there was like 21 cars in the drive-thru for the Starbucks that's up by the promenade. And it's like, wow, that's like a lot of people waiting for coffee. That's amazing. But um, Coffee or burgers or something. And Culver's, like we have a Culver's near me, packed. Um what is, oh, there's some Chinese drive-thru. Uh, uh, what's what's the Chinese one? Uh, the pan, pan, Panda, Panda Express. Panda Express yeah. packed. I'm like, this is not what you guys need to be eating. And I'm at the grocery stores, and like I think I told you, like the cheese is gone. Duncan Hines, you know. Uh, well, I'm guilty of buying the little vanilla JoJo's. I love those <laughs> things. That's, uh, but but I don't right. eat a lot at a time. But the machine did pick it up. <laughs> when she had me on there, she's like, oh, here's your cookies. I'm like, oh, she called me out. Because uh, overall, so, I really eat healthy, but I have my little nemesis, my little JoJo uh, cookies, scooping it up with ice cream. So delicious. That, I, that's okay. You can have your treats. We can't live in a bubble, guys. I mean, I yeah. get it. But but I think eating all these foods, I came across, and I don't even know if I should say this. I came across a, a Facebook article yesterday on how McDonald's is, uh, the, the meat is actually human meat. Oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> well, fortunately for me, I'm vegan, so I've steered clear of. Uh, <laughs> That's not a credible article, but I'm like, this oh. is disgusting. But horse meat is a very strong possibility. I know. Oh, you said horse meat. I thought you said something else. That's well, still child, child, and horse meat. That's what this article said. Uh, yeah, but I do believe in the horse meat because I do have clients that rescue horses, and they said that they're. I have a client that told me that there is a huge market for buying horses that have been racing and are done and they basically kill them off and that there are companies that buy this off and use the horse meat so guys be careful uh, what you're eating yeah yeah um, ask your body what it would like and i bet you won't want the horse meat but we'll see yeah well you know we'll talk about food let's do food next time the energy okay. of food that was a little bit of the plan for today but we took a detour and we'll talk a little bit about what food viruses like too so we'll Ooh. do that Next Definitely. Friday. And if you guys have specific topics that you'd like to see, uh, make it in the comments. We can always, we're planning to do this um, uh, every Friday around 10 o'clock unless something comes up uh, and we have to bump it one way or the other. So if you have questions, uh, please. And also please subscribe. If you are watching on Facebook, there's a link in the description to the HHH YouTube channel. If you subscribe, it definitely helps us out and, and you get notifications every time we go live with either this or Power Possibilities. There's a number of different things that we do on this channel. And if you want to see all my crazy fun, uh, look up Stir Crazy Shamans on Facebook Such or YouTube. Fun name. Oh man, that. you know, so that fun. whole thing came from COVID. Another blessing of us. Uh, we we're just joking at the end of a virtual class saying, hey, we should start a, a, a web stream called Stir Crazy Shamans and just talk about stuff and brighten people's day. And it's turned into something really wonderful. I've been asked There's, to be on four other uh, uh, streams now just to be a guest awesome, from that. Awesome. So one There's of them, so much one, good coming radio. from it. So yeah. I don't want people focusing. I say don't stay in the anger, but do be aware because there are there will be things rolling out with this. And if we all stand together, you know, we're we're going to be at a much stronger point. There is billions of us and three or four of them. So, and you know, I don't get into politics, but Trump's in a in a challenging position. 
So let's just pray for him that he makes the right choices and brings this to light, whatever it is. And please listen to, you know, Dr. Tempany's video. There's actually another one that was really good. Um, right. And for next time, if there's like definitions and stuff that you're going to go over, if you shoot them to me ahead of time, I can put them up in these, oh. little, these little banners so people can read them and stuff like that. Yeah, and we kind of switched this too. up last minute. Like I sent her this like uh, last night or the day before saying, hey, can we talk about this? All inspired by Magic Mike. So thank you, Magic Mike, for asking on the other channel about all the messages. Uh, I'm going to send you one more here, Hank, that if you want to post this one. Uh, okay. These are actual snippets so you know, of things, so you can't make this stuff up. So I've been, I will admit, I've been attacked. I, I, I have had posts say, how can you be saying this? Do you believe in this, you know, laughing stock? Not all of it, but the principles, I will tell you, are very real. The The point of microchipping and um, did that come through to you? I just sent it to you via Facebook. Yeah, I'm um, going to have to post that link after. It's not letting me because okay. uh, it's a Facebook link and I can't as easily grab that. Oh, okay. Kind of a YouTube link, but I will I will post no it after. The fact. But that's it's a, another good one that bring things brings things to light. There are snippets of Fauci talking, of Trump talking. This is not made up stuff. These these are actual these are actual situations that they've taken recordings of. And yeah, Trump's in a tough spot, and he's supposedly going to be investigating. There was some 3.7 million that was sent to Wuhan illegally to do research, and now this is being brought to the surface. And he said, "We're going to be investigating this." So I pray, I pray that the right choices are made, because there's a lot of violation of constitutional rights, as you guys have noticed. There's a lot of Facebook posts that are being taken down. There's informative information, very simple information that I'm putting on my website, like just you know three things you my title is like three things you can do to help boost your immune system dash COVID-19 and when I try to boost the post it says you're violating we can't boost the post you're violating the community's rights or something like that I'm like so by telling people to take vitamin c zinc and vitamin d that's violating somebody so they are pulling these things down the robots are scanning and pulling down pulling down links as fast as they are going up because they don't want people to know so save this video guys it might be gone tomorrow <laughs> I am I am rooting for her and um, you know yeah I, I'm rooting for her that 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 she's safe because this is very challenging territory now um, and but more and more people need to rise up. Yeah. She, she was flying under the radar for quite some years and now yeah. just recently was getting a lot more active. So I'm glad to see her back in the spotlight again. Well, so. this is the time now. Uh, the the people like myself and others who are help, wanting the body to be healthy, um, you know, we have to stand up, whatever the cost is, and, and just really get together. And what's fascinating is they, they're opening restaurants and they're opening salons, but they're not opening gyms. Interesting. That's oh, really one really interesting thing in Germany, like they're starting to open restaurants, but now here's the rule in Germany. They say that if you're going with your immediate family, you can sit at the same table, no problem. But now if you're coming to meet you and your family, they the restaurants have to make like special tables with plexiglass in the middle so that you can have, and I'm just like, what? And they're planning to keep that until um, there is a vaccine. And that's what prompted the whole conversation with my wife. Like, well, if it's an RNA virus, like the common cold, you know, will there ever really be a true vaccine for it because it changes so fast? And, you know, otherwise, if they could no. make a vaccine for everything, why don't we have one for the cold? Vaccines are not effective in 100% of the cases. That Again, it does not guarantee, I think there's a misconception 
And I have had patients come to me that are like, I just can't wait to just get the vaccine and, and kill. You're, you're, it's, it's not going to guarantee that you won't get it. It does not. All it does is build up hoping that you're that you, we inject you with it in your arm, that you build up the antibodies and that your body's going to be able to tackle it. Unbeknownst that you may get sick from it, that's a possibility, uh, and you may get it, you may get the strain because it's only dealing with one strain. It's not tackling all the mutations that it may have happened. So there's just, there's no way, there's absolutely no way to guarantee giving somebody something that's going to cure them. And there's the whole, you know, hydrochloroquinolone. Um, look at the side effects of that, blindness, death. And I know everybody wants this drug and it is a very cheap drug. And yes, it may, it may help. There's um, another really interesting person is Dr. Shiva. If you haven't followed him, he's actually running for Senate. He is a biological engineer. He's got a handful of books up probably a very wealthy person that he's actually being able to tackle some of the up there and tackling some of this, but he had a very interesting point and I have to be in agreement with it that when you give somebody a medication versus a vaccine, like an antibiotic, uh, which is how I'm thinking this hydrochloroquinolone is working. It is basically tackling something secondary that's going on, which lets the immune system go whoop and deal with the virus better. Because when you've got a bacteria in place, you've got parasites in place that are overtaking the body, which a lot of us that have a lot of conditions, some of the clients I see, you know, the fungus is coming up, worms are coming up, parasites are coming up, bacteria is coming up, virus is coming up. Your body's dealing with five different things. It's not giving 100% to the virus. It is like, I got to do this and I got to handle this and I got to get this bacteria under control. And so when you take some things off the plate, uh, the body's able to heal better. So, you know, there is... There is nothing 100% efficacious against a virus. It's just this thing floating around with single-strand RNA or DNA and just looking for a host. And it's mutating in the process. So it's, yeah, it's a challenging thing. So that's my theory on that, on the hydrochloroquine alone. I mean, I'm sure that it is helpful, but you have to look at the side effects of that too. So maybe that's why they're not, um, there are probably multiple reasons they're not pumping that out. If somebody's healthy, it probably will do wonders. But if somebody's not, you run a lot of risks. So again, uh, definitely, if you are wanting to find out more about Dr. K or schedule an appointment, like I know one person was interested in getting an appointment, this is Dr. K's website. You can check that out. She's also an HHH affiliate. You can go to hhh.life and find her under our practitioner section if you want to connect with her there. Uh, and next week we're going to probably do something along the lines of you are what you eat or something like that. Something to do with food. We'll come up with some snacks. The energy of food. The energy of food. <laughs> yep. Because there's a whole, well, I love to talk about energy. That's my favorite thing because everyone yeah. carries an energy and then viruses, what foods do they like? We'll do, a, I mean, that's a really long topic yeah. because everybody, every individual will be different, but, um, I definitely, that diet is something I definitely. And think about this. How many times do you eat in a day? Three meals, snacks, like there's that many opportunities that you could be doing something for your body. That's going to make it more effective at dealing with all this other stuff. So it's definitely a topic that is, uh, we'll dive into. And if you guys have questions in advance, I will post yeah. a link for it probably uh, later on today. So once you see that link post, if you have questions, um, ask them in advance and we'll have, we'll just deal with those right when we come online and we don't have to wait for you to ask them. If you're catching this on the replay and you're going to, or you came in midstream and you're going to go back and watch this from the beginning, if you don't mind, start a Facebook watch party. It will help create more awareness around it, give more exposure to the channel.
channel and help us reach more people. So if you would do the kindness, if you got something out of today, reciprocate by just sharing the video or doing a watch party, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Any final uh, words from Dr. K? I think that wraps it up. There's a lot. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a lot to talk to, for hours. We could. Thank you, yes, everybody. This was be, so much don't fun. Don't be in fear and anger. <laughs> you know, when we when we were going to have this as a topic, I'm like, oh man, we're going to be talking about all the doom and gloom, but it was pretty light. I'm very. Uh, it was great uh, speaking with you on this and the creating all the light and Yeah, the best thing you can do really is be in high vibe energy. Use the anger to your advantage. If you're coming across videos that are bringing things to light, because there's a lot coming to the surface. Don't let the anger sit there. Be like, okay, I really need to research this. I really need to, if this makes sense to me and this jives with me, then yeah, get some people together, talk to your neighbors, get people aware and get more, you know, whatever your opinion is on the vaccine. But if you are not so inclined for the vaccine, start some groups because we're gonna, we, we need to really stick together with this. You know, if that's, and I, I'm not pooping anybody that wants the vaccine, <laughs> by, by no means, I, I just do. Everybody can do their own thing. That's just my personal choice. I know a handful of friends that have that same choice as well. Um, if anybody's interested in the Virix 2020 that has the no soda in it, um, that's a, you know a way we can go as well. Um, but I you know whatever the I don't know how the government's going to roll it out. If they're going to deem that you're okay because you have the antibodies, this is something you have to take for two months prior to taking the test. Um, you know, but if, if they're going to be okay with you having an antibody, great. If they're going to say we don't care, everybody's getting the vaccine regardless. That those are answers I don't have at this moment. Well, to be to be seen. Yeah, and then I just have a few things to let people know about. One, uh, the Holistic Health and Healing Center opens on the twelfth. We're reopening for services. Uh, yep. So we will be open for the twelfth, and we are still continuing everything we're doing virtually. All the classes that we have, we will only allow ten people at a time to be in a class. But we're going to be offering a lot of the things as a hybrid class, meaning that you can come in person, or like for my concert, you can come in person, or you can do it virtually. So we're going to have both options for you. So if you want to check out the things that are coming up, you can go to holistichealthandhealing.net. Tomorrow specifically, we have registered medium Angie Hewitt on. Actually, I'm going to switch my theme here just for a second. I know this doesn't quite look uh, like the doctor now, but uh, we have, okay. here is the, oh, where is it? I know I have it. The date's not correct here, but you can see here it's the evening of spirit communication. It's going to be gallery readings. Uh, you can register at holistichealthandhealing.net. Let me take this banner down so you can see the whole thing. It's going to be at 6 p.m. tomorrow. It's going to be done by a Zoom, and it's just going to be like inspiration stuff where she will say, may I come to you and give a reading or do spirit-centered where she has a spirit, see who can take it. So we're going to be having that. And then the other thing that we have coming up tomorrow, we're going to have Paul DeFranco. I don't know if you know Paul, uh, but he's going to be on uh, Stir Crazy Shamans tomorrow doing a talk on accessing the Akashic records. So now that is going to be on the Stir Crazy Shaman channel, not HHH, but we will be putting it onto our Facebook page. So if you're interested in any of those things, uh, please check that out too. And with that, let me switch back now to Holistic Highlights so I can do the proper uh, outro here. Thank you everybody for coming and uh, being with us today. Please subscribe and we'll catch you next week for the energy behind food. Yeah. Bye now. everyone. Thanks, Hank. Bye.